Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. All right, it's hour number two, Barton Han. 98.7 ESPN, Super Bowl Friday, the last football Friday of the year. Chiefs and the Niners on Sunday, and we'll eventually, Bart, at some point, we have to get into, obviously, this the snackage. You know, that's also a huge part of the Super Bowl, right? But spray it is. explain to the people that you are the type of guy, you're a former player who doesn't like to watch football with people. Yeah. Like, you will not, like, you <laughs> aren't a Super Bowl that. party kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. So the you talk too damn much. <laughs> not only be you don't like when your uncle tries wanna, to teach you football. Yeah, you're like yo, yo, you. Then they try and like impress you. Oh, of course. Well, you, well, you know, you know, you know, if they just run the the the, the, the double out slant, like man, this ain't Madden, man. Like, <laughs> I don't want to hear what the hell you. You know, I wrote a simulated game in Madden, man, and you know. The, Yo, the San Francisco 49ers won five times. Like, man. Bart, they got to run the ball here. Bart, don't they got to run the ball? Right? Right? Well, they want they you keep, to agree with them so. Yeah, but see, yeah, Bart knows. Yeah, yeah. See, how Bart keep, knows. Yeah. How they keep getting outside. <laughs> like, Those bro. guys are unbelievable when they do that. Like, You're in the suite. I see it all the time. Bart, Bart, don't they got to do this? Like, like, they're just bro. begging you for you to just nod like, yeah, you're right. You're so right. And then the worst part is they when they speak. Loud enough to other people to try and get you to say something, but I'm like, whatever. Oh, want to get you to react? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, Talk a little bit louder just yeah. to see if you'll react. Yeah. It's so funny, too. That's when you totally tune it out. Yeah, I'm like, what? People need to understand that's how that goes. The louder you talk, the less I'm going to respond. Yeah, I'm like, bro. I, but I, you know I, what, though? The louder this guy talks, the more entertaining he is. And you know who that is. It's Alex Monaco, and we're going to make you a little bit of lunch money. Let's get a little extra money in your pocket. Cheese and sour cream on the taco. This is Lunch Money. Yes, Alex Monaco joins us as he does each week. We put him a little bit earlier this week because we have Garrett Wilson at two, but that's all right. We like it when he comes in early. Better half hour on MSG Networks as well. What's up, Monaco? How are you doing? Hey, I love that I'm in the same boat as Bart. For much different reasons, me playing in the fifth quarter freshman year of football with my with my career, but sitting by myself at the crib, oh, I I punted on every weekend playoff get together. I have to watch by myself. It's like Christmas Cup for me. I, I'm I'm struggling with this Sunday. Do I watch with the boys? Do I hang out by myself? Yeah, this is one of those things, man. Like, listen, they'll drive you crazy, man. Then you can't hear the game. I, and I hate oh, going yeah. out to places where they turn music on and you just see the game. Yep. You can't hear the adjustments. You can't hear what was said. It's like, mm-hmm. man, come on, man. Yeah, it's yeah. all part of it. I'm telling you, I've done a few Super Bowl parties. And you know the problem is? I hardly remember the game. Yeah. Like, it really just – the game doesn't resonate. You got to go home and so you got to go home and watch the game over. Yes. Right. It, it so, I'm with like you, boys. With boxing, too. You know what I mean? You go see a box match and every fight party is like, man, I, yep. I can't hear it. I don't know who down, what the adjustments is. I can't yep. hear Larry Merchant. I tell you what, Monaco got some some great headed letters, too, man. You know what I'm saying? I'd be watching him there. You'd be having mad hang time. He, first he of has, all, first he of uses all. Half the, he uses half the product in his hair as you, Alan, because yours be like having like wet. I think he like freelance his. He lets his stuff grow. He only no, he he definitely. Never looks heavy. He definitely does. Like when I was younger, I used to do the same thing too. You just put your finger in the electric socket and whatever it does after that, that's how I'm going out tonight. But you know what though? He is. It's amazing. This guy's a bachelor, by the way, in New York City. This, this it's is my only way into the six foot club, gentlemen. It's the <laughs> this is my only way in the, the, the first class life. This guy's flesh. Guys Alan already knows I take the bus to the park when it comes to dating. I'm over here at 5'10. 
I mean, we gotta we we gotta help him out. But yeah, he's like Fletch, you know, he's like normally five ten, but like you know six foot with the afro. Like that's yeah, exactly yeah. where he's at. But you know what? Before we get into the Super Bowl picks and stuff, because that's what everybody's here to hear for you. You sent me a text during the show yesterday. Oh yeah, about the so the trade deadline happens. The Knicks make this trade. And you saw an immediate movement in the line for the Knicks when it comes to the Eastern Conference. Share with everybody what happened and how you got in early on something that might pay off big. Listen, I, I did it last year because, again, I'm from Southern California, so I'm not a science guy, but I'm not not a science guy. I love the 50-year Annie, Knicks, Lakers, Willy Wonka ticket, as I call it, in the future shop. Didn't cash, but this year I'm all in on the Knicks again. We watch them, Alan. You cover them. I didn't understand why they were so still high on the value board. So basically, to make a long story short, they were 19-1 to 1 to begin the month of January. You could have got them even higher before the season. Plus 1900. Which I did. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I coupled them with the Lakers. Separately, I got the Knicks at 19-1. to 1. Boys, they're down to 7-1. to 1. To put that into perspective on the futures board, not only does that never happen in the NFL in a month time, The fact that Vegas is catching up to this Knicks team and has them only behind the two juggernauts in the East that we know, I'm I'm blown away. And anyone listening in the the New York area, tri-state area, 7-1 is going to go away as well. And just a little quick teachable moment, when you get something like 19-1 and it goes down to to 7-1, you can already cash out for an ROI. So if you got the Knicks today at 7-1 or 6-1, because after the trade down again, how, how do you not sit there and punch the ticket? I'm I'm all about it, Alan. I'm fired up, man. I can't I can even sleep it. eight hours over here after every one of these wins. I, I hear it. Now, again, just get healthy, and then we can really figure out what, what they've got. But is is there a little piece of you, and because there's that little piece of me, that this feels like a lure? That, you know, like, oh, let's get them. All the New Yorkers are hyped about this team. Let's get them. Like, like is this just, are they throwing a line out into the Atlantic Ocean and hoping everybody's just jumping off Battery Park and just diving in? Like, what? Like, tell me that this isn't just Vegas knowing that, that people will jump on this because of the hype around it. Yeah, no, it's a, it's an interesting thought. It's the correct thought when you're when you're talking about obviously just you know not not wanting not wanting to get too excited too quickly. Okay, but I think it's all all is fair here on the futures board. I think it really speaks to 2024 on the record breaking January season they had the the number one 2024 defense they've had, and they're scoring with everyone in the league when healthy. So I I think really it is fair to reflect where they are on the market. I think it's time to get excited. I, I, I mean, you're hearing Boston Celtics fans pick a pod, any pod, nervous in February about the Eastern <laughs> Conference Finals. If this is a boxing match, gentlemen, advantage Knicks. Come now. I love that. Pick a pod. Pick a pod, any pod. <laughs> Pazengas. Pazengas going to get hurt. You watch. You watch. Bart's not interested in this at all. Let's get to the Super Bowl stuff with you, Let's Alex. Go. No, I am. So, so this is this is basically like, like I mean, it's not pick them obviously, but two and a half is really close. Like we have another one where, you know, I don't. You're not going with. You know, you're not picking a favorite in this, right? Do you, are you go money line in a game like this? What do you do? Yeah, you know, I'm I'm obviously leaning Kansas City because I'm not going to be able to sleep in the off season if I if I take. I take Mr. Irrelevant, who's absolutely relevant, and we lose. I've, I've bet against Mahomes, gentlemen, all three Super Bowls. I'm one and two. And the only one I hit was the Brady one. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it again. But to answer the question, two and a half, 
I did have a professional on. Shout out my guy, Bill Krakenberger, out in Vegas oh, on yeah. the Better Half Hour. He broke down the whole thing. The amount of futures bets that are on San Francisco before the season, mm -hmm. this is Vegas laying the Chiefs as an underdog a little bit for strategic reasons. They know the narrative public-wise, Taylor Swift, pick a storyline, is going to be Kansas City. They right. went from the 10-1 to underdog value play in the AFC before the playoffs, which, of course, we sprinkled on, to now everyone's on them. So when it's, when it's broken down professionally – the Sharps, the professionals, are leaning San Francisco for the most part. And it's tough when everyone and their mothers is betting the game to say public, you know, and, and sharp money. But more tickets are on the Chiefs. But this is a little bit of Vegas protecting themselves preseason and also knowing that if San Francisco does win and, and favorites do check out historically to cover, you know, they're, they're protecting themselves. But I, I, let's talk KC, baby. I'm going down with the Chiefs kingdom. I just feel like that's the way to go. Bart and I are both in the same boat with yeah, that one. Hate, now, yeah. you you want to add something, Bart? I didn't mean to I'm saying I just, I just hate that, you know, like I picked against them too. And, you know, the two teams that I, I you know, thought was going to beat uh, Kansas City, you know, they fell victim of the mystique of Kansas City. I feel like they have that mystique yeah, that, that Brady right. used to have and teams get frozen with fear before they realize that they're, they have better players and they end up beating themselves – uh, and, and more than, you know, so the, the Chiefs actually beat them. You know what I mean? They do silly stuff. Lamar Jackson holding on to the ball, not running like he's always been. Like, got that glaze. Lamar Jackson had that same glazed look over his face that Dak Prescott had. It's like the, the dumbfounded, oh, my God, I'm, I'm nervous mm -hmm. type of thing. And, Bar and Bart, you know, you guys have that ability on, on some of your Ravens defenses to legitimately knock an offensive team off their game plan. Baltimore led the league in rushing attempts, the percentages. Gus Edwards, what did he get? Three carries? Yeah. I mean, it was unfathomable. The same thing with the Bills. They, they were running the ball well in the second round. They didn't continue to do it. The Chiefs knocked them off their game. We talked about it, gentlemen. It's why I like the Lions, but I was nervous about the money line. Dan and they stopped Campbell, running too. He, I, he got out of it. He got in his own way. And so when we look at this game, Yes, you can feel good about the Chiefs winning it, but you also have to feel good historically about Shanahan bottling it. Shout out an English Premier League uh, vocab there. He has blown these moments before on the big stage. And I think there's two ways to win this. The Chiefs go out and take it, or the Niners pull a Danny Campbell, or again, we've seen him do it before. The Niners were up the whole game. The Chiefs came back a couple years ago. In a blink of an eye, one long mm -hmm. ball to Tyreek, three and out, another score, bada bing, bada boom. So, again, I just, you shut down the number one, the number three, and the number six offenses three times in a row. And the other side, you got the Niners. And yes, they've reset because they got a week off. Takes a lot out historically. No one's ever come back like that two times in a row in the NFC Championship game. They match a historic number. The only other team to do that was, ironically, the 94 Chargers to come back like that. They ended up losing the Super Bowl. Shanahan's one in thirty when mm -hmm. trailing in the fourth by five or more, and Patrick is eight and two coming back by seven or more, only losing to Brady. That's we got to back stat. that, boys. We, we got to back. We got to back. Tremendous stat. And the and other here's thing the other thing. Shout out Anita, real quick. Uh, no one said this. This man has played on this field several times at Allegiant well, Stadium. I was going absolutely there. Absolutely cooked. Yeah. See, and again, I was going to say I brought that up to Bart at the start of the show because both teams haven't lost, by the way, to Legion. Because the Niners played there once, and they won in overtime on a field goal. 
but point. Kansas City has gone there and they you know and they they are four and zero. Like this is a comfortable place for them. And I asked him if that make a difference in parts response. Tell him what your response was. Everybody eats on that field. <laughs> the Raiders suck. <laughs> that, all he takes from that is that the Raiders suck. But but you know, keep in mind too with Shanahan, as again Bar brought this up at the beginning, it wasn't just the Super Bowl, you know, again against the Chiefs. You know, it is that famous he he was running the offense that had a lead and lost to Tom Brady in the Super oh, Bowl as well. It. Julio makes a great catch, just yeah. run the ball, kick the field goal, game yeah. over. And was exactly. it and a couple of years ago, was it Ayuk that was open? What was the – No, was no, it that, I, was, that was Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders, Emmanuel Sanders, Sanders right. Emmanuel Sanders, right. That, I, I remember there was somebody that was just wide open, and, and that didn't work out. So we're talking so much offense here, Alex, and we have Alex Monaco on right now from the Better Half Hour going over the Super Bowl and your picks and lunch money. And I've been saying all week, probably for the last two weeks, because we, we are going to focus on Mahomes and, and the, all the weapons that the Niners have and Shanahan's offense. I feel like this is a defense game. And I feel like the under has been the given. But the over-under, the last I saw it, was 47.5. Are we still saying under? Do you do you buy into the under in this game, despite the fact that it's Mahomes and a Niners offense that has so many weapons? It's, it's tough, Alan, because you got two top three defenses from the regular season in points against. I, I mean, the Chiefs were right behind the Ravens in points per game, and the Niners were right behind the Chiefs. And, and then you look at... The Niners' top three run D all season and the Chiefs' ability to stop the pass. How, how do we not sit here and say this is a chess match? At least in the first half. They may have a breakout NBA quarter, maybe the third quarter, something of that ilk. I don't know how we don't lean under. The splits lean under. The public is is loving the over. I mean, it's 12-10 and 10 to the under in the last 22 Super Bowls. Last year broke a four-year streak. That's 73 points. Doesn't happen a lot, by the mm. way. That was second to 74 which uh, of the Eagles Pats a few years ago, which was the uh, number one scoring yeah. game ever. I think it's tough because when Bart points out everyone eats on that field, Mahomes' numbers on turf is scary. So I do, I do get a little nervous that with Shanahan's ability to call an offensive game great and the ability for the Chiefs to put up numbers quickly, it could go over. But I'm with you, Alan. I think we got to go under here on just the idea that these two defenses have been menacing. And my goodness, the Chiefs D has shown it each week, each week, you shut down McDaniel, then Josh Allen, and then last week, the MVP, it's you got to take the under. Bart, agree? Yeah, I, I I don't know. I just don't think um, Shanahan is going to not run the ball with McCaffrey because his favorite toy outside of Debo. Or maybe I think McCaffrey is his biggest mismatch that he has, and the fact that Kansas City plays a lot of man-to-man coverage – allows you to put Debo in the um, in the backfield, which brings a little guy. So I wonder if they play that game where they put McCaffrey out wide and put Debo in the backfield and run the mm. ball and bring a little guy in the box and then in turn isolate a linebacker or a safety on McCaffrey and see if oh, he can get, go to work. Yeah. You can play you I, That's can play a fascinating that – far and away the, the most riveting matchup here is Shanahan versus Stevie Spags. I mean, yeah, come basically. on. And yep. New Yorkers can get behind that. That is yep. just going to be fascinating one side of the football to watch. All right, so we brought up McCaffrey. One of the best things about Super Bowl is that you're not just picking you know, winners and you're not just picking over-unders. There's so many props to play with in this game. Give me a couple of props that you're looking at here. Let's go. I, I think we have to sprinkle on McCaffrey getting in twice. I mean, playoff numbers, two seven tugs, five games, two touchdowns. But you can't take one. It's ridiculously juiced, but two touchdowns. He's had two tugs against the Packers, two tugs against the Lions. 
I mean, they the way they win this game is with McCaffrey. The reason they went out and got him is for this game. They did not have this component. I mean, Mostert was running in the Super Bowl last last time. They have to give him the ball 25 times in this game. They simply have to. I'm willing to sprinkle on it. And then we got to go Kelsey over five and a half receptions. I mean, he passes Jerry Rice, but why not sprinkle on him passing all-time numbers across the board? He's second to Rice in yards and right there with touchdowns. I, I feel a lot of tight end production in this game. Also, a great watch for everyone listening before to get fired up here. NFL mic'd up of this game round one and George Kittle he had yeah. a sound bite where he said he'd be back with a vengeance with a vengeance I got a feeling who, he had a quiet Super Bowl he's gonna come back I, I think he's gonna cook in this game I, I like him on the over of receiving yards it's around 47 and a half pending where you shop humble game last game again did a lot of run block and of course he's the best at that but yeah I'm looking at Kittle I'm looking at Kelsey I'm looking at C-Mac and Rushing plus receiving yards for McCaffrey, you got to sprinkle on because there could be some checkdowns with that pass rush. And, and I'm liking him just, just to get utilized in every sense of the word in this game, especially I'm, with Debo still not 100%. I'm, I'm telling you, as a show, me and Alan, I think if, if there are any props for Kyle Juchek, give them to me because I think he's going to be the unsigned hero who's going to sneak like out and get, and get some really? type of – big catch or 20 or something, he, he's going to – because people always laugh, right? People don't do their homework. You know, they're like, oh, fullback. Man, this dude is a tight end. He was a tight end with the Baltimore Ravens coming from Harvard. He was there playing tight end before he moved to this hybrid H-back, right? So when they see him, I'm like, oh, look at the fullback. He runs such great routes. for He's a tight end, man. Like, Well said, like, and I got the number for you, 9-1. to 9-1 to one the score. 43 to one first touchdown. Because mm. you know they he always did get you, utilized. He yeah, got but, utilized in that first Super Bowl. You're right. That's a great call out, Bart. That is a great sprinkle. And, and when you're trying to do that, it's about trying to trick people. So what do you do? You talk about those throwback, oh, it screens and stuff like that. He's blocking. He's the guy that, hey, follow him. He takes you to the run. He oh, sneaks it. out and he gets some open. T- <laughs> yeah, we call it the oh, it screen. I know. I know. <laughs> you know, like he, he can get something like on the goal line because they think, oh, we got to stop McCaffrey. And he's the guy that sneaks out. And you got some backside, third string, goal line linebacker, like isolate on a guy that people forget is like 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, Absolutely. And this, is, and this is not, you know, this is boring, but it's, I mean, Pacheco's got eight touchdowns in his last seven games, and, and he's almost, I mean, Rutgers football in, in January and February is just incredible. He's doing everything Gus Bus should have been doing. I know it's indoors, but he had 15 for 76, one touchdown in the first one. I mean, he's just, he's untouchable here with this run scheme. I, he, I know they he have an runs like run he's, He runs like a toddler in a tantrum. Like, I mean, he, he, like, he, he just runs tears like up a, the room. He runs like a stretched out of Maude Bradshaw. Oh, that. That's another Ooh, way like to do that. it. Here's something interesting, though. So, yeah, alligator is what you said on Get Up this morning. I thought it was a perfect way to describe him, right? It's all arms and elbows and knees. But, Bart, the, the one prop that Alex has here, which is the Kelsey over six and a half receptions, and it's something that you were talking about earlier about how the Niners should defend Kelsey because clearly he's a his Mahomes' favorite target. B uh-huh. probably the best. You know, they, it's not like they have a Tyreek Hill. They don't really have other great options skill wise. So, would you take an over on receptions, or do you feel like no, the Niners are going to take him out of the game and make sure he doesn't 
catch the ball or get any one-on-ones. No, he'll catch the ball. So I'm not, I don't think they're going to stop him. But you talk about yak yards and big plays. You talk about when you bracket him. I'm bracketing him with a – depends. Okay. It depends so on what, I, what my personnel is. the catches will be there. Yards is the part that you're talking about there. Yes, yes. And, and, and Mahomes might throw one because he won't see the, the, the defender because, like, it's different ways to, to – to, Bracket people, you can you can you can bracket people with two linebackers. You can bracket them with the backside linebacker with the front side safety inverting late coming down as like what we call a hole or rat player. Uh-huh. You can take a, the opposite defensive end from the other side, so it allows the defender to play outside leverage, and he thinks that he beats him, and then he drops out and takes it. And, and like from a quarterback, they're reading right to left or left to right. A lot of times they don't see that defender because they're reading into that zone, not seeing guys come back from that zone. They just see that their player has beat the the the, the play side defender. So we, we get those all the time. We used to do that with Air Reed all the time. Like Air Reed would be the backside safety, and the corner would get beat into the inside, and the quarterback, oh, he's running away from his man to man, and Air Reed drops down 88 out the gate. All right. Well, uh, yeah, Alex, a, real quick. Well, real yeah. quick on that thought, just because uh, Mahomes was, you know, last year twenty-one for twenty-seven, when he didn't throw for two hundred yards. So that's that's why I am going receptions with Kelsey. Yeah. He's going to catch. He's going to that that offense is going to take what San Francisco gives him, and mm-hmm. that could be a lot of checkdowns and a lot of eighty-seven finding space. I mean, he's again. Uh, shout out my guy Antonio Gates, biggest snub of all snub, yeah, unbelievable. Crazy. But Ridiculous. That, that's how that's what he does. He gets power forward asking positioning and gets in his spots and Mahomes is going to feed him. And this is the strategy thing out there uh, real quick on betting him. You can bet him over on five and a half, six and a half. But then you can also take him like I did in the championship game. Seven plus eight plus nine plus once you start getting in the eight, nine, ten plus reception range. He's plus 270 to get 10 catches. He's four to one to get 11. He's almost six to one to get 12. I mean, this is a Phil Jackson offense. If I've ever seen one, there is no fourth. It's Pacheco, it's Rice, it's Kelsey. Triangle. And I think it's worth a sprinkle on some plus money for Kelsey to really feast. Potentially like double digit. Now, Alex, we we've we, this is obviously I mean, our last one of the season, and we've loved having you, but we've never taken calls. But I gotta take this one because it does have a little bit of a betting feel to it. Sal and Duchess, who joins us right now, Sal is saying Brock Purdy is not going to throw a touchdown pass in this game. That's what you're saying, Sal? That's what I'm saying. Bob, what do you think of that? Yeah, I, I, know I, think... you, I know you throw crazy stuff out there. How about this? That Doesn't that sound crazy? Yeah, that sounds um, absurd. No, Alex, and, what, what and are I'm... the odds on that? There's got to be odds on that. Where, where zero touchdowns thrown. There's got to be. I'm looking at his, his okay. game log for the year. No touchdowns against the Rams. No touchdowns against the Ravens. So let me take a quick look here if I could pull it up. Passing props. He's, his over-under is one and a half mm. passing touchdowns. Minus 120 to the over. Minus 102 yeah, to the Sal's under. Saying, Sal's saying take the under. Take the under. I, I don't hate zero. it. I don't hate that, it. That, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Like That's what I mean about this game. There's like little things that you could Ooh, look at. And I say, got it. He has what? zero passing touchdowns plus four fifty. So almost five I'm, to one. Might sprinkle that one. Might sprinkle. I don't it. hate. It. I you don't know hate what I mean? Because I mean, what you're in the red zone, aren't you going McCaffrey? Although I guess you could you technically, you know, a little dump off, and then he does the work, and it counts as a pass. So that's yeah, the, a cheap the, one. The, the little speed motion where he yeah. just taps it. It's a shotgun. If he drops it, it's, it's not a fumble. It's a yeah. incomplete pass. I like that, though. See, that's, again, that's where we have the fun with this. Alex, 
We got to go, but like I said, I, it has been awesome having you on the show. I will pull you in every now and then during the NBA season, especially when it comes to this stuff, because especially as we get closer to the playoffs, there's always different things we can play and interesting odds uh, about it, like you explained, of course, with the Knicks and the trade deadline. So, But I just want to give you your props because you were somebody that I suggested to the show, and every Friday you have brought it. Great energy, great insight, and oh, by the way, he walks away in the black. My man was hey, winning by the end hey, of the season. Hey, much love. I, I appreciate you, boys. You were incredible working me, working me in the offense. Just, just trying to be precious to chew off the bench, baby. <laughs> just trying to come in and, and be high energy and give some production to a great show. So, thank you guys through and through. Shout out Ray and everyone behind the well, scenes. Well, next next year it's a year where you're allowed to um, confidently bet on the Chargers. <laughs> oh, That's I can't true wait. Too. I can't wait. Oh, we used your line. That costs money, too. That's expensive. You know, right <laughs> right the there. Invoice. He, he the leaves invoice. knowing now he's got to pay. Alex Monaco, good job, my man. Better half Thanks, hour bro. on MSG Networks. And, again, part of our show during the football season. All right, 800-919-3776. We'll get more of your calls, but you know what's coming up next. It's Audio Files, and it's on the Super Bowl on the NBA and more. Stay with us. Barton Hahn, 98.7 ESPN. Gordon Damer at the 98.7 Tullamore Dew Sports Desk. Well, they really need to get healthy before the playoffs roll around, but as a result of yesterday's deal before the deadline, the Knicks looking good with higher expectations. Yesterday on the case show, Michael said the deal makes the Knicks better. Burks is an outstanding shooter. Bogdanovich is a really good shooter. And they traded away Fournier and Grimes. Grimes hurts a little bit. Fournier was an ornament on the bench that they never used. And he had a purpose. That salary slot that he owned was going to be used to get a big player. So they get Bogdanovich, who right. has a year next year at $19 million yes. that they could use in that nice. deal to, I don't know, get Carl Anthony Towns or something of that ilk. And that's brought to you by Tullamore Dew. Because when it's game time, it's Tully time. Tullamore Dew, the original triple distilled, triple blended, and triple cast matured Irish whiskey. Be sure to grab a Tullamore Dew or try the brand new Tullamore Dew, honey, during tonight's action. Glasses up to enjoying Tullamore Dew responsibly. Coming up at 3 o'clock, it's the Michael K Show, and it's only here on 98.7 FM. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. It's Barton Hahn, Alan Hahn, Bart Scott, 98.7 ESPN. A football Friday, the very last one of the year on 98.7 ESPN. Well, they're brought to you by Nissan. You deserve a car that thrills you. 
And Nissan's got an exciting full line that'll put goosebumps on your goosebumps. Experience the thrill for yourself. Shop your local Nissan store and Nissan.com today. 800-919-3776 is the number. We will get back to your calls on the Super Bowl, the Knicks, and anything else you want to talk about. But right now, it's time for us to step aside and let the headline makers do the talking in the segment we like to call Audio Files. The Audio Files. All right, let's start in the NBA bar where, of course, as we talked about with Alex Monaco, the Knicks made all the headlines at the trade deadline with a very a very shrewd move to bolster their bench and actually bolster the roster right now with all the injuries. They add Boyan Bogdanovich and Alec Burks from the Pistons, and they did it without giving up any first-round picks. And at full health, a lot of people feel like the Knicks have really set themselves up to be a contender. That's been talked about by some people. And even Vegas, as Alex told us, has pushed the Knicks up to 7-1 to odds to win the Eastern Conference. But not everybody is sold on what the Knicks did. New Yorker Kenny Smith, who you can see on TNT, of course, said that they're still not going to have the best players. They're obviously a lot deeper. The, the always the big question still is, are you, do you have two guys that can play at the level of Tatum and Brown when it comes down to it? Do you have two guys that can play the way Donovan Mitchell can possibly play? Or do you have two guys on a consistent in a seven-game series, can you match Joel Embiid and Maxi? That's Those are the questions that's going to either happen if, if Joel Embiid comes back. Because the Knicks are right there, but are they able to go over the top with really on paper, just on paper, Ernie, they don't have always the best player, no matter how great Brunson, Brunson is great. But sometimes they, if you look at Embiid, you look at Tatum, you're going to say those guys have proven that they have done it and done it for more than one year. That's the question. It's the same thing I brought up when we talked about it, right, Bart? I said the same thing. All that's left now is health and when you're in a playoff series, stars win. Yeah. And so, you know, Brunson can win, and that's how you five. be – well, you've always said this. You make your, your make your fame in the regular season. You make your name – right? No, make your name in the regular season. Make your fame in the postseason. Post yep. And so Brunson can win a series, and then people can start putting him in that star category, but it still has to be proven. So I don't think – people are upset at Kenny Smith. I don't think there's anything – that he said there that was disparaging or not something that the Knicks are even just wondering. Well, let's see how this goes. Because the Stars do win in the postseason. It doesn't mean you can't win. And they're leaning now on what you and I have talked about for months, the 2000s Pistons teams. The 2004 won a championship. But, you know, those teams, they didn't have a superstar. But collectively, that was a tough team. So, you know, don't, don't get mad at Kenny Smith. I mean, he's just... He's just telling you the truth, and that's a reality in the NBA. The Stars win, which is why everybody chases them, but it doesn't mean they can't win. I mean, just look at what the Pistons did have. They had the utility guy in Tayshaun Prince who could guard anybody, get boards. You had the, you know, get a bucket when you need one down low at the post, and then basically the stretch four when you think about Rashid Wallace. And you think about Ben Wallace, a guy that didn't have to touch the ball to be effective with rebounds and intimidating defense, you know, being able to even at – four or five inches too short, being able to keep Shaq from underneath the post and put them put them uh, pythons on him. And then you had, you know, before Steph Curry was the guy that came off of picks and pin downs and shot 
threes, you had a guy like Rip Hamilton that can run guys around, and, and that mid-game range was ridiculous. And then Chauncey Big Shot was the con- conductor of all that. Then, but they had, like, depth as well, Mimic Okor, and what he was able to do as a athletic big, right? They still had the old Lindsey Hunter. You know what I mean? They had guys that had played big roles. You know, and the Knicks have that. But let's just see if they can show up. It only counts, and you only can compare yourself to that Pistons team if you've closed the deal. That's right. And so it starts, obviously, once everybody gets healthy, which is a huge part of the story. Uh, In L.A., the Lakers didn't make any moves at the deadline. There was no real move for them to make. But they did do something very significant yesterday, last night, and that is unveil the first Kobe Bryant statue that they plan to put outside of the Crypto.com arena. And it's him wearing the number eight uniform. He's got his finger pointed to the sky. This is the moment that he walked off the court when he scored 81 points against the Raptors back in 2006. <laughs> and a lot of people, like you know how we are with our statues, is why'd we pick that one? Why'd we do that? Mm-hmm. Vanessa Bryant, let everybody know why they picked it. And for the record, Kobe picked the pose you're about to see. So if anyone has any issues with it, tough <laughs> <laughs> Let them know. Now, on the base of the statue, it says, leave the game better than you found it, and when it comes time for you to leave, leave a legend. It's pretty cool. Hey, the funny thing is, did you see Jalen Rose? He put his, he put himself underneath in a Raptors jersey because <laughs> like 65% of the 80 points was on him. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's good for Jalen. He got his back turned with his hands up. Do you know what's funny? The Michael Jordan statue, which is what started all this, which is outside in Chicago, right outside the uh, United, like United Center. Center. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've been there many times. And when you see the statue, all you see is him in that famous pose. What you don't realize is that there's there's a player or t- I think there's two who are underneath that are kind of like sh- you know shying away. They resemble Patrick Ewing and Charles Oakley. Like <laughs> as I swear, when you look at it, you're like that's definitely Ewing. It's, it's like one of them fake football. It doesn't say New York. It's like it one doesn't of them fake say. Football yeah, yeah. It doesn't tell you. It doesn't have the name. It does. But when you look at it, you're like, man, that's definitely Patrick Ewing. <laughs> like they definitely do got doing a high that. top and he slumps over. Like, oh, this dude's seven feet, man. Come on, man. <laughs> Uh, all right, meanwhile, uh, Aaron Boone on the Yankee side, I think we're still about a month away, right, or a couple of weeks away, I should say, from uh, pitchers and catchers. Aaron Boone is on the K-Show yesterday, and very interesting answer when asked where Juan Soto will bat in the lineup. If DJ grabs that leadoff spot, then likely in that two-hole, but anywhere two or three. It just depends how that shakes out and then how the rest of the lineup. So just try and create as much balance as I can, but somewhere two to three. Right now, I kind of envision him in the two-hole. Interesting. So LeMahieu obviously has been always been the starter when he, uh, the the leadoff man when he's been healthy, and they're hoping that's where he'll be. But you know, two hole has been Aaron Judge's because they want to get him as many at bats as possible. So yeah. does it mean does it mean Aaron Judge now slides down to three with Soto? Because obviously the whole idea is to have the two of them back to back, so they'd be very difficult a very Protection. difficult lineup. Mm-hmm. So that's something certainly interesting to watch going forward. But he, I mean, he didn't put it in stone, but. He did make it sound like that's the plan. All right, on to the Super Bowl we go, Bart, in audio files. A story you've told many times that when you guys played the Patriots in a hotel, you know, shenanigans go on. Everybody in New England knows where the teams, the opposing teams are staying, and they're always going to do all kinds of things, you know, to disrupt your rest and everything else as you prepare to play the home team. Well, how about in Vegas where the fire alarm apparently went off um, at, I guess, 
early in the morning, 6 a.m., the fire alarm goes off. And while that's not completely out of the realm of possibility in Vegas, it's the fact that the Niners felt like this was done on purpose. It's not the first time that's happened to us this year. It's not random. I don't care what anyone says, but it is what it is. You know, I think when you're on the road, you have to expect adversity, and that's part of it. It's it's a fire alarm. It's it's nothing, you know. You got to wake up a few minutes earlier and just kind of piss us off a little bit, which is fine. <laughs> but, yeah, it is what it is. Christian McCaffrey had that to say. Nick Bosa was furious. And McCaffrey's mom, actually, she believes that it was an inside job. Bro, <laughs> That's bro, what she bro, said. bro, it's Thursday. Who cares? You got Friday and Saturday to get to sleep, man. Stop it. When you move to the different hotel, they'll move to, a, to another hotel that'll be totally locked down the day before the game. Yeah, uh, George Kittle didn't even leave his room. Yeah, of course. I'm not he leaving. Went, he, he said I'm he not leaving. I'm, not, I'm not leaving until I smell smoke. And that's not always a smart thing to do, but, yeah, but I'm not going to lie that I've I've done the same thing. The, the The hotel did say that it was a, a false alarm that they were able to find that, but they are not on the strip, of course. They are out on the outskirts of Vegas, but still, it happens. But you've you've lived through this, right? You've you've seen this before. Paint should do it all the time. Yeah, so nothing new there. All right. Uh, as we were talking about Woody Johnson and all the things that he had to say yesterday uh, at the awards, including putting pressure, meaning like it's time, it's time to go, you know, we, meaning it's go time and that they have to be a better team than they were last year with seven wins. So it does feel like a lot of pressure on Robert Sala. Mike Greenberg yesterday on his show said that if they do move on from Sala, he can see the Jets going back in time. To their next head coach. The Jets are clearly all in for one season. If it goes well, I will be rooting for it to go well like crazy with all these pieces around Aaron Rodgers, then terrific. But if it goes sideways, then I think everyone gets fired. I think they start all over again. If the Jets hired Rex Ryan to be the coach again, he knows the market. He knows what it takes. He is a great defensive coach, and I think he has learned from his time away. I think he just would bring in someone to just be the head coach of the offense. Ultimately, that's not what I want to happen because what I want to happen is for the Jets to win a lot of games next year with Aaron Rodgers. But if it doesn't happen, I would be delighted to see Rex be the head coach of the Jets again. Candidly, it was the last time they were worth anything. Do you buy into this? Could you see that happening as a contingency plan if things fail? Because that defense certainly is built up enough that you'd probably want to bring in a guy of his caliber to coach it. His name Billy Martin is that his name? Yeah, Billy Martin. You can always many times George Steinbrenner went back to that well. You can always go home. So. Let's see if he, you know, I don't think anybody in this area would oppose it. They've been calling for it. A lot of people thought he got a raw deal, and, you know, he never really had a quarterback that he can count on. So, who knows? Mm. You know, some of that is his doing with some of the decisions and the draft picks that they brought in, and he was responsible for some of that. But, you know, sometimes, you know, second time around is a little better. Last but not least in audio file, something that you really were all over when you first heard it on Get Up This Morning. Demarcus Lawrence was on first take yesterday. When asked what went wrong with the Cowboys season, he said this. All honesty, I think the main thing is who's burned out, man. Long season, um, team dominantly healthy throughout the season. The legs get tired, but also, um, you know, you got to give hats off to Green Bay, man. They came out with a great game plan. Legs got tired, Bart. That's what happened. We just we just got tired. Bro, how many games? <laughs> okay, so – both Giants game, they really didn't have to play. Jets game, it was a laugh for a homecoming. 
they never have to play against the, the Washington Commanders. That's seven games off, bro. What the hell are your legs tired for? Like, man, come on, man. I mean, that, that, that this is another illustration of how soft they are mentally and why they'll never win anything with, with leaders that act like that because attitude reflects leadership, and the leadership there is soft. I can't believe. Did they let him get away with it? Because I don't hear the. I didn't hear the entire interview. Can't believe they I can't. Let him I can't imagine. It's first take. Stephen A. Right. There's no way he's letting him say that, bro. You don't. You don't. We do got nine tired. On, you don't you imagine do saying on, we got bro, tired. You don't do nine on seven. You don't do short yardage goal line no more. You ba- you barely had a pads on. You got a, a limited number of practices that you can have that's fully padded. So what are we talking about, man? Yeah. Well, we're talking. We about can't a make team football any easier, man. Uh, they they got tired, clearly, Bart. That's what happened. Now we know why. The excuses were there. They were an exhausted team, those Niners. Mm-hmm. Well, that's audio files. And I know Bart's exhausted. 800 919 I'm going to need Garrett to carry this. Yeah. Well, Garrett now is uh, 2.30. All right, so we won't get him at the top of the hour. Again, all the traveling and everything else. So 2.30 for Garrett Wilson, but plenty more to get into with you, including your calls. Stay with us. Bart and Hahn, 98.7 ESPN. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. All right, so Garrett Wilson, 2.30 today. Perfect way to just take us right into the weekend, right into Super Bowl weekend as well. So stay tuned certainly for that. We'll get some Knicks conversation with you at 800-919-3776 as well as we begin the Power Hour. But right now, we go to the calls and D. James in New Jersey. What's up, D.? Come on, D. James. Come on, son. You're killing me, Petey. Wanted to talk 49ers. Well, that's not going to happen. So instead, you know what? You want to go to San Juan? San Juan? Let's go to Puerto Rico. Mateo's calling What's up, Mateo? Oh, Puerto Rico. Hola, familia. I'm always listening to you guys via iHeartRadio from San Juan, Puerto Rico. I love it. Man, make the afternoons great. Uh... If I were to have a percentage of what are the chances of Rex Ryan coming back to the Jets and Belichick for Silco back to the Giants in 2025, Ooh. what will you say will that percentage be? Can you imagine the headlines, Mateo? Can you imagine the buzz? And, and being, becoming the all-time winning coach with the Giants. No, I, th- I think he would love that because of What's the history. Yeah, what's old is new and what's new is old. You know what I'm saying? But, but, they, but, but would you imagine these two rivals, right? right, Rex and Belichick, both coaching in New York at the same exact time, in the same stadium, and they wouldn't be playing against each other. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be good. You know what I mean? But It'd that, be like the polar opposite that, when you think about the press conferences. Yeah. Mateo, thank you for that. Thank you Mateo, for the Mateo, call. Mateo, of Mateo, course, Mateo, thank you for oh, listening. What, 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 you, what, what did you want to ask him? I was thinking about moving to uh, Puerto Rico. Well, I don't think he could help you with that. I was wondering if he lived there. I wanted to know he about He does. Puerto Rico. He was in San Juan. He said yeah, he listens all the out. time. He said he listens. I want to know how from... much I want to know how much houses cost. Like I know my boy say he built a house down there beautiful 880 G's. Really? Yeah. Makes yeah. want to go there. Yeah. <laughs> we can do this show on the Rizzo, baby. <laughs> no doubt. They got Wi-Fi. If he can call here, then we can see, we can get I just, a I just out love there. I just love that little crazy like that's like a little grenade that he threw into the show. Mm-hmm. Like what are the chances like that that you could if the and I wouldn't want here's why I don't want it because it means both teams suck next year yeah and like we've had enough suck around here 
Like, honestly, we've had enough suck. Like, they both need to be good, right? Because it's just bad for business. Yeah, that's true. But it would make an interesting scenario if, you know, Woody's had enough and he's like, look, the last guy that won for me was Rex, and Rex still can coach, and I'm going back to Rex, right? And then the Giants are like, you know, Belichick's out there. He loves the history of the Giants. He's got blood in the ground. So the hell with it, we're doing that, right? An and that, that would group, be crazy. ownership group that understands them and that, that would accept They love stars, they love they big like, names. And they like understated head coaches. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it would be nuts. But it would mean we have bad seasons again in New York. And I don't know, I'm not for that. That's true. But it's still, it's really cool, really interesting little grenade he threw into the show. All right, coming up, we'll get into some Knicks and the injuries concerns. One more injury now that I'm worried about with this team while there's a lot of hype and a lot of excitement about what they can become. So we'll get your thoughts on all that at 800-919-3776. And Garrett Wilson at 2.30 joins us. He's in Vegas, I believe, right? Isn't he at the Super Bowl? So we'll get to talk to him. Some of that money. Yeah, so we'll talk with him as well about what he sees in the game and all that stuff and also what Woody Johnson had to say. All that coming up, of course, in the Power Hour, so stay with us and get the calls rolling right now. But first, happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. And if you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. You heard Alex Monaco. He's with me. Take the under. Got to go there for sure. Everything else, the commercials, the food, Taylor Swift, you can have it. I'm just chilling on the couch trying to make some money. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a dub or two or three. Not only you can can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers join today. You'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Allen to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash Allen. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 and older and physically present in New York. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable. Bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at Sportsbook.FanDuel.com. For help with a gambling problem, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. Gordon Damer at the 98.7 Tullamore Dew Sports Desk. Nothing but universal praise for the Knicks trade yesterday before the NBA trade deadline. That includes, of course, the Knicks head coach, Tom Thibodeau, on the move. We're excited to have those guys. Appreciated Evan, Quentin, Malachi, what they did for us in Arch, of course. And we're looking forward to the Alec and Bojan coming in. So Alec we're familiar with because he's been here. We know what a great fit he is for us. Bojan, we've gone against him for quite a bit i think gives us added depth the shooting piece is really important for us we think they complement our players extremely well so we're looking forward to them joining our team and that is brought to you by tullamore dew because when it's game time it's tully time tullamore dew the original triple distilled triple blended and triple cast matured irish whiskey be sure to grab a tullamore dew or try the brand new tullamore dew honey during tonight's action glasses up to enjoying tullamore dew responsibly Coming up at 3 o'clock, it's the Michael K. Show, and it's only here on 98.7 FM. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN.